The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Ling Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoit with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931 381 2663 or visit mtbj.net. TSWA Sports Writers Association Hall of Famer. He's from Alabama. Welcome in, Maurice Patton and Chris Yow. Welcome to us. I wasn't ready for the live intro. I thought I'd throw that at you today. I, I mean, I you know, this whole week's been full of new stuff, so I shouldn't be surprised at anything at this That's point. Right. Keep you on your toes, fellas. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Wake up. Got to stay nimble, clearly. Be nimble, be quick. He's a Hall of Famer. He's from Alabama. Don't, what more do you need to know? I, there's literally <laughs> not that. Those are our <laughs> defining characteristics. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much it. Oh, man. Welcome into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We are coming to you live here from Columbia, Tennessee. On West 7th here. Welcome back in to our friends out at WZYX in Franklin County. We appreciate you guys listening in this morning as well. We hope that you will find this to be the most informative high school, college, and pro sports talk in the area. And before we get into any of that, I just got to say, you know, good morning. How's everybody doing? It's, uh, it, it was a an interesting hump day yesterday. It, it was <laughs> interesting is a good way to put it. Yeah, that was. Um, there were um, there were one or two too many humps on that camel yesterday on hump day. That was uh, that was bizarre. Sally the camel had <laughs> <laughs> one too many humps. <laughs> Far too many. Yeah, you know, I just I, I left here yesterday and I was I was having a good day. I mean, got to go home a little early, even you know, even though we had a had one basketball game last night. We'll talk about that, but uh, got home a little early, got a little rest in. Went and my pregnant wife craving chips and salsa two days ago. So tonight or last night, we had to go eat Mexican, which was perfectly fine with me. Uh, had to go eat Mexican. Yes, yeah. I mean, you know how it is. Mm-hmm. It don't <laughs> when that craving hits. Uh, you, it doesn't go away. I'm, no. I'm, I'm getting the sense, Chris, that you're enjoying the, um, mm-hmm. the simp- what, what do you call it, Mo? The sympathy, sympathy, sympathy pain, sympathy, sympathy pregnancy. Yeah, right. So let me explain. This is the best part. The best part is that I typically don't have to decide where to eat. <laughs> like we don't argue over like, well, you pick. No, you pick. 
or it doesn't matter to me. Well, it doesn't matter to me. You don't have to worry about that. I rarely have to worry about that because there's something she wants. And I'm okay with it. And there's yeah, there's a lot to be said for being comfortable with that. There really is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in. Like and because it, I mean, we'll have that conversation, Jody and I, and and it's like you know, I'm I'm gonna find something to eat. So dude, you know, we have that conversation. Go, it's fine. We have that conversation every day for lunch. Where you want to go? Well, it doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> I mean, every day when we leave here and go to lunch, it's like, well, I don't really know where I want to go. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you don't really have a taste for anything in particular, but wherever you go, because, and here's the thing, when when we go to lunch, I trust y'all's judgment. So, you know, we're we're not going to go somewhere that it's like, no, no, that that, that ain't it, you know, so, you know. I mean, it's it's, it's pretty great to not have to worry about where you're going to go. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not mad about it. Um, so, yeah, it's. It, it, I got to go eat some Mexican, and we actually ended up uh, going to hang out at a uh, a spot on Music Valley Drive and saw a couple oh, of goodness. friends. Yeah, a couple of friends of mine played some live music last night for the first time in 2021. So, everybody was kind of excited and. Uh, Got to see some. So that's just to jump on Briley Parkway and roll right around, huh? You can. Uh, I don't. I usually just go 440 all the way to the other side. Uh, it's about the same distance, a little bit cl- a little bit faster on the mm-hmm. interstate. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. yes, you could if you wanted to. Yeah. I've not done that yet. I might do that because I've not, and mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I've not seen the north side of Briley Parkway past it's, Ashland City Highway. It's, uh, you're so. not missing much. No, you're really not. Yeah, I but mean, am if I that's missing, why you're going, But am I go. missing traffic? I mean, unless unless you want to see the, uh, what, the prison? The, the old prison, yeah. <laughs> it's we'll about see. the only scenic route. <laughs> well, and, and it's, it's halfway destroyed. I mean, I don't know if you guys have been over there since the tornado, but uh, no. it's, it's bad. Uh, so you have to pass that to get to Ashland City Highway, which is the exit Sarah takes to go to work. Mm-hmm. And we've been over there quite a few times, and it's it's very sad to see. I mean, you can see inside. The front is still good. Mm-hmm. The front is – but the it, it basically tore right through Toon Airport and then right through the middle of the prison. So oh, well. I don't think they'll be shooting any movies there anytime soon, unless it's a disaster movie. Which which James Gandolfini movie was it that they filmed there? The last, last. They filmed a few, but I don't know no. which one was his movie. Yeah. Um, couldn't tell you. But yeah, so we have a good show lined up for you today. It's a it's going to be a lot of fun as we will get to the rundown here in just a second and give you. What movie was it? The Last Castle. The Last Castle. Gandolfini and Robert Redford. Ooh. Wow. Should check that out. Yeah. It does look like a castle. But yeah, uh, great show lined up for you. We have the rundown coming up in just a minute here where we'll give you last night's scores, tonight's schedule, and tomorrow's schedule for our friends over in Franklin County as I, we couldn't find any games that were scheduled for tonight in the area so we'll give you tomorrow however yeah schedule subject to change as we completely subject to change at any given point literally as we, as we have learned yeah. moments before airtime 
any given point. Uh, we'll also, next segment, in just a few minutes, we'll welcome in Al Clark and Jeff Pennington from WZYX to talk a little bit about Franklin County sports and what's going on in that area. Uh, also, the volleyball and soccer All-State teams were released today. We'll give you some insights on those teams and local flavor and those in the second hour we have james etta cleveland set to join us from sports mom you that's a uh, really exciting what she's got going on and uh we're, we're excited to tell you about what she's doing and of course it's super wild card weekend in the NFL. Super wild card weekend. We is, have, that, is that an official moniker? That's yep. what it says. Is that what they're branding, marketing? Yeah. I like it. We've got two days of triple headers. Triple headers. <laughs> super wild card. And I'm here for it. Although, Saturday I won't get to watch any of them, but that's okay. Not, I'm not mad about it. You got Hulu mm. on your phone? Well, I mean, I'll be, I'll, I'll be uh, training from 10 to 12 at uh, Longview Rec Center for hoops. Yay. And uh, I am... Training for hoops? Yeah, refereeing youth hoops. Oh, okay. Somebody's got a referee. You're refereeing, I got you. Yeah. And then... Uh, he believes the children are our future. Mm-hmm. Saturday night, I've... Teach them well. Got some plans. Let them, so let them lead the way. Mm-hmm. Got to make, make some money on Saturday night. So we're going to do that. So I won't watch any Saturday games. Uh, I will definitely keep up with that Colts Bills game, though, and we'll talk about that one on in the last segment of the day because the Titans have to play somebody. Mm-hmm. Will it be? <laughs> will it be the number one seed Kansas City Chiefs? Will it not be? This is assuming they win. Uh, well, yeah, because they're yeah, going to win. Exactly. Oh, I'm with you. I just want to make <laughs> make that distinction. Yeah. Well, I guess if they win, it will be the Kansas City Chiefs because uh, no, they re- that's right. They but the, yeah, they yeah 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 yeah. So, so depending depends. if any if, if any of if the, any of the other road, road teams, teams yeah, win. yeah yeah good good call. Let's good hope call. the road teams. Let's hope the Colts at can least win. one. Yeah. Don't care who, they're, just one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we 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 will talk about that. We'll get into it. Uh, also. I'm sure we will talk a little college football. There was some news out of the eastern part of the state uh, coming out yesterday, this morning. Late last night. Uh, yeah. yeah. I guess it was about an hour ago that uh, the vice chancellor and director of athletics over at UTC uh, made his official statement and comments. So, yeah, it's uh, – oh, okay. Hmm. That doesn't sound good at all. Hope everybody's okay. <laughs> right. Um, it's a fire truck. It is a yes. fire truck, yep. Because I can no longer see West 7th. You can't. When but I can here. see the reflection. <laughs> so. You can see Clayton's haircut, though. You, and that's that, That's, good that's worth looking at this week. Yeah, <laughs> It's better than a fire truck. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so I'll tell you what. Why don't we get into some high school sports and give you the rundown. This is the Rondo. In girls basketball last night, Summit took on visiting District 11 AAA rival Ravenwood, and the host Spartan women picked up a 42-38 victory. Delaney No finished with 16 points, including three three-pointers, and Ellie Colson added 13 in the win. 
Lexi Erickson scored half of Ravenwood's 38 points, finishing with 19. Reagan Grimes added 10 for the Lady Raptors in the loss. That was the only game that we had in the area that we know of last night. Tonight, we have a couple of girls-only matchups as Columbia Academy's girls will travel to Providence Christian. Columbia Academy's boys are in quarantine after a positive test on the team. Also in quarantine is the Spring Hill boys, so the Spring Hill girls will travel to Mount Pleasant tonight, and they will take on the Lady Tigers at 6 p.m. In a Division 2 double, I'm sorry, in a Division 2A District 3 doubleheader, Zion Christian travels to Franklin Road Academy. Also involving Franklin Road Academy, the Panther wrestling team travels to Independence this evening. And that'll do it. That is your Thursday rundown here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Al Clark and Jeff Pennington of WZYX, the Eagle Radio, 1440 AM, 94.5 FM, and 95.3 FM over in Franklin County. We appreciate you guys out there listening, and we are excited to talk to them about what's going on in their area. So as soon as we get back from a quick break, we'll talk to those guys and This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. On Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, weekdays from 9 to 11, right here on WKOM 1017, you never know who's going to stop by. One of the leading voices, certainly in the Southeast, on college football, John Bryce with FootballScoop.com. We have with us this morning, Mike Keith, voice of the Titans. TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress. New York Times bestselling author, author of Three Ring Circus, which dropped yesterday. Mr. Jeff Perlman. The voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters, joining us. AP Tennessee Sports Editor. Three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome, Teresa Walker. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do. Don't forget about Top 5 Tuesday and Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Be sure and check us out from 9 to 11 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. 1017 WKOM. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195.
back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao here, along with Mo Patton, J.P. Plant on the controls. As we come to you live from Mule Town, the temple of the universe, Columbia, Tennessee. He really likes saying it, doesn't he? It's the, the best. It, 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 the Dimple or Columbia? Both. Well, yeah. Which, yeah. Cool. Which is good. You know, hey, take ownership. I like it. I had never heard Columbia referred to as the Dimple until Chip Walters educated it, me on it. Yeah, I, f- I found that not until I started working here yeah. did I realize about the uh, Dimple of the Universe. But apparently everything yeah. kind of slopes uh-huh. topographically apparently. into yep. Columbia. And, and the Columbia... Our buddy George Hamilton, yes. the fifth, who, uh, by the way, is on Sunday nights with uh, Americana Central Time. Um, he has his own uh, way of of doing things, and uh, he ha- he lives that Columbia vibe every if, day. If you've never heard George Hamilton open his show, just listen to oh, the open. If you, if you listen to nothing else, just listen to him open his show. It's truly remarkable. It's, it's vintage radio yeah and it is a thing of beauty og og radio he's legit <laughs> og oh, so what with time, the twang what time OG does with the open twang. come down that's on sunday night <laughs> sunday nights at six yes yeah, sunday at six it's i'm it's typically really, a little tied up around that time but i guess i'll have to if you do nothing else just listen to the first five minutes of the show it's really cool um <laughs> but we want to welcome in our friends from WZYX Radio. The Eagle. The Eagle. 1440 AM out in Franklin County. 94.5 FM and 95.3 FM. And hosts of their own sports talk show that precedes this one on Thursdays. Al Clark and Jeff Pennington. Gentlemen, welcome in. Hey, how's it going? Hey, great to be with you. Appreciate it. So you guys are all warmed up then, right? We got we got we gargled early this morning and uh, ran through our show. Talked about you a lot and uh, really <laughs> glad to be take here. Take a ticket, take a seat. He's <laughs> 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 hardly the first to do that. But um, hey, well, um, is, is Dimple is Dimple of the Universe on a billboard anywhere? It if it's should, not, it should be. I don't think it says. It well, be. I don't think it says like "Welcome to Columbia," the Dimple, Dimple of, of the universe, universe, which it absolutely should. It, oh, yeah. I mean, who else is going to say that? I don't think it used. Uh, it's nowhere <laughs> near what Mule Town is, obviously. Yes, yeah. it's, it's sometimes. Sometimes when we have more time, I'll give you the history of that. Okay, that's right. Al is from Columbia. Oh, yeah. okay. Another. Mm-hmm. The, you can't get away from these mm-hmm. Colombians, no. can you? Yeah. We we always have uh, Columbia natives on these airwaves. It seems it's yeah. it's not a bad thing. No. Um, yes, you'd say welcome to Columbia, the dimple of the universe, home of Shaq Mason, Dan Ugla, and Al Clark. There we go. That ain't a bad <laughs> in, the, in that right order. There. In that. In <laughs> <order>. <laughs> Yeah, you left out Mary Willow. Oh, yeah, well, well, that goes without saying. I, we just figured everybody knew that one. <laughs> they didn't know. Uh-huh. I didn't know Ugla was from here. Yeah. Chick, in in all technicality, he's not from here. He played his high school ball here. I think he's from New York State. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm just played quarterback there uh, for the high school. 
A little multi-sport athleticism. Well, it's funny that you say that Ugla played quarterback at Central because um, we were out at a local sporting goods store. I guess we can say Jones and Lang on the air. And so um, – You just picked, did. And, <laughs> yeah, so I hope <laughs> we can. Um, saw a picture of a youth baseball team – on mm-hmm. a plaque out there that included one Shaq Mason. Yeah. So it's it's th- wild. Th- they're big on multi-sport athletes around here. Yes, sir. Absolutely. it's a big deal. Of course, now now Franklin County has had its share of ladies and gentlemen who have gone on and done big things. I know Tracy Hayworth, is he still around down there? He is. He's mm-hmm. now the coach at Grundy County High School, third year over there. And, uh, he is uh, active here in the community and uh, uh, <laughs> had a pretty good – got into the playoffs this year for the first time uh, at Grundy County. And he's a good friend of mine. He broadcast with me uh, football for about three or four years here. Um, uh, Eric Taylor, <clears throat> who uh, an all-stater from here and more, more recently and uh, finished uh, his college career at, the, at Memphis, University of Memphis now. And went on to play in the <laughs> CFL. He's you, back you can say town. Memphis State. You can say Memphis State on this show. We say it quite often. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I understand. Well, he, uh, he's a great guy, and of course, uh, Philip Fulmer is from here, and we don't see him a lot. But uh, <laughs> when he comes, around, pretty busy. Uh, there's, there's been a lot of good athletes through here. You, you mentioned and uh, some state championships here in the past. And a lot of good memories for Franklin County fans. Well, I know when I covered um, I covered Franklin County. Well, I covered uh, Middle Tennessee High School sports back in the mid nineties. Um, mm-hmm. Red Roberts really had that Franklin County football program up and running, and you know, Quitman yeah. Spalding who went over to Memphis State. Yeah, you know, obviously Jeff Hall up at UT. Um, yeah. Chad Taylor, bunch of really good athletes Red come Red- through there. Red Roberts, uh, the coach for 20 years here, or 20, 21 seasons, he uh, came back this year and was our, was our color commentator on our Friday night football. Um, <laughs> he was a colorful color commentator, I'd imagine. You bet. You bet. <laughs> you know him. Uh, yeah, he was here and really enjoyed it and uh, plays golf every day now over Champions Run and I've been up there several times to play with him and one of his assistant coaches, Mike Finney, who also lives up in that area. Red lives in Nashville now, and, and Mike's in uh, Nolensville. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, was on, I was on the board when, uh, when Jeff Hall uh, was going for a record-setting kick. It took about eight minutes for that ball to land. <laughs> I think I was down there that night. Was that against um? Was that against Brentwood Academy? Do you remember, Al? Yeah, I, I believe it was. And uh, yeah, set it up on the forty-nine uh, yard line. It was sixty-two, sixty-three yarder. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that, that was quite a night. Yeah. If you yeah. kick a football that far, it's going to take about that long to land. I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's going to so have some hang time on, on it. Yeah. I yeah. think it landed out on the boulevard uh, when it finally came down. He had that. He had that good leg, you know. Yeah. One, one of the guys on the space show said, "Good kick." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 
Well, gentlemen, you know, we talk a lot about high school athletics and what's going on in our area here in southern middle Tennessee, uh, obviously the Murray County, Giles, Lawrence, Williamson area. But over there, you know, you guys have a lot of our eight AAA district uh, friends, and you guys have, have seen a lot of Franklin County hoops this year, obviously you broadcasting the Rebels and the Rebelettes on your airwaves, you know, eight triple a kind of has a, a history, a storied history, but with the move to four classes, things are going to change. And, you know, what are your thoughts on this, this whole moving, moving around eight triple a, uh, you use the term gentleman. Were you talking to us? <laughs> All right. I don't. I don't think so. I was talking to somebody else. Somebody must come in. Uh, yeah. Jay, I was actually asking JP. He's <laughs> okay. the only gentleman around. Yeah, he's the one, he's the one from the dimple of the universe. <laughs> well, you, you know, uh, Bernard Childress and the PWSAA. Bernard's also from Columbia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go through this uh, as they must. Uh, board of control uh, every every so often. They're Policies and procedures require that, and they look at the enrollments, and uh, they uh, realign everybody. I thought they did a pretty good job of, of trying to stay close to the uh, uh, enrollments. It definitely will change the old District 8 AAA because, you know, for years and years and years, Lawrence County, Shelbyville, Columbia, Tullahoma, Lincoln County, uh, Franklin County, uh, you know, those teams, uh, all involved in District 8 AAA, and we've, we've grown accustomed to playing each other in Shelbyville, I think I mentioned as well. Um, and uh, the old gang's breaking up now. And, it's, it's you know, we're having to look at it from a marketing standpoint. You know, who's going to be paying attention to Franklin County High School uh, sports now since uh, we're broken up into different alignments? Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's not a good thing. I don't know. Will we still continue to play um, traditional teams that are no longer in our um, our classification? You know, we still play Tullahoma in football, although they're at a lower classification right now. Uh, we still play some of those old teams uh, just out of tradition. Um, we don't like them very much, but we still play them. And uh, – you know, it's it's definitely going to be a change in a different uh, different environment. But heck, you know, it's 2021. Everything's different. Jeff asked me this morning on our show. He said, "What's different about high school basketball now?" And I said, "There's a definite impact with the COVID uh, situation on the environment, and the the atmosphere in the in a high school gymnasium on Tuesday or Friday night or whenever. It's different. It really is, and that's just because." That's the way it is. So um, we'll grow accustomed to it. I'm sure there'll be some new um, rivalries developed out of it, uh, perhaps. We'll still have to go back and, I guess, uh, play some of the uh, traditional District A, AAA. Uh, um, we had we hosted a uh, District A, AAA coaches clinic uh, or coaches meeting, uh, media meeting prior to basketball season and almost every coach there stood up and said well we're looking for some games next year because we've only got four teams in our district and uh, 
we're going to be looking for non-district games next year. So they were trying, they were already worried about scheduling people. So yes, sir, you got it right. It's it's going to be different. We're visiting with Al Clark and Jeff Pennington from WZYX, the Eagle. Um, they're on 1440 AM, 94.5 FM, and 95.3 FM out of Franklin County. And um, if you're listening on the Eagle, you know who these guys are. But um, for our our other listeners across the network, <coughs> these are, you know, visitors, so to say. But, um, you know, you mentioned that new realignment in, in District 6-4A, you're right. There's going to be some games to be scheduled because Franklin County will be in with Coffee County, Shelbyville, and Warren County, which is a new new member. Has played, yeah. I think, in eight AAA at some point, but um, yeah, it has has more recently been in seven AAA. So, in yeah. a four team district, going to be a lot of dates to be made up. I would think so. Um, going to have some opportunities to play some of those old rivals, District Eight. 3A will be Lawrence County, Lincoln County, Marshall County, Tullahoma, and then Page and Spring Hill. So, it, it, and those are those are spring sports basically, right? Basketball, basketball, right. baseball, and softball. Yes. Yeah. So, right. so your basketball and, coaches will be looking to um, fill some dates. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You you won't get any of this after Christmas playing district only games. <laughs> It'll be tough. Probably not. It will be tough. But, uh, yeah, you know, but Franklin County in, you know, has always had a, a rich athletic tradition. And what you guys have seen over there over the years is something that, you know, a lot of diff, a lot of areas would like to see. Now, that being said, recent memory hasn't been so great for some programs, but things are looking up over in Franklin County athletically. I know you guys have a new football coach and had a pretty good year this year and probably getting better as as he will continue his tenure. It got a big win in basketball a couple of nights ago as well when Columbia, Columbia Central came down there. So um Yeah, uh that was that was a classic. I really enjoyed broadcasting that one. That was uh, one of those uh, who's got the ball last? Who's going to the free throw line in the last 13 seconds? Can they hold on to uh, the uh, lead? That that was one of those uh, classics that you really enjoy broadcasting because there's a lot of excitement to it. And it's like John Ward used to tell me, Al, put some excitement in your voice. So it's easy to do in games like that. Oh, I'm um, sure. And, and I think that one kind of spoke to – what you can expect out of eight AAA on most nights because Columbia Central just coming off of a um, a big win over Coffee County over the weekend and then going on the road three days later and, and dropping a three-point decision down in Winchester. So, um, yeah, on any given night. Yeah. And and I tell you, uh, a good friend of, uh, of ours, uh, Stanley Wilson, broadcasting the uh, Lawrence County girls over uh, – against Lincoln County on that same night. And Amber Gillum here is, a, is an excellent basketball coach. She's struggling a little bit right now with uh, uh, a young team, but uh, she was uh, leaning towards Lincoln County as being one of the uh, top teams uh, to beat in uh, District 8 AAA. And, and Stanley told me that Lawrence County 
defeated the girls from Lincoln County. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, they've got a good team. So, like you say, you never know, you know, exactly uh, what to expect. I hadn't heard a whole lot about Columbia's girls, but they came over here and just really, really played it extremely well in a big win. We were able to visit a little bit with Joshua Bug, the Columbia uh, Central girls basketball yeah. coach, yesterday morning here on Coach's Corner, yeah. and they yeah. are up to 12-3. and three. They were supposed to play Lincoln County tomorrow night, but apparently um, that game will not be taking place. So he's got he's got a good uh, coaching approach. Uh, I like his uh, his approach to the game, and uh, uh, he's got a Bailey girl and uh, a couple others there that really play good basketball. So um, that was that was a good game to call. Although we were on the short end of that one, <laughs> didn't you think so, Jeff? Absolutely. But and, and, and one thing I'll just throw in here. Uh, Al does a fantastic job for our station when it comes to sports. Al's a sports authority. I actually know very little about sports, but I'm pretty good at ad-libbing. So I'll draw on all my sports knowledge and in adding this conversation, say ditto. <laughs> there you go. Well done, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, you sound you like me. You we have a lot of fun over here. Yeah. yeah I, but I, I, but yeah. I'll, I'll throw in one bit of trivia. Uh, coming up on March 1st, I'll be starting my 40th year in broadcasting here. Oh, congratulations. My goodness. Yeah. He, he doesn't sound like he's that old, does he? I, I love it. He, he started I when he was it. eight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was 20, 21 when I started. That makes me 35 now. There That's go. right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like your math. <laughs> Alan, yeah, Jeff, sir. this is JP. I got a, a, a question for you. I want you guys to uh, tell our, our audience here in um, the Murray County uh, area a little bit about uh, what you guys do. Of course, your, your show on Thursday morning. Um, what you guys get into and and all the coverage that you do, give us a uh, give us a little bio on what you do down there. It's Mari County. Uh, yeah. For those that had uh, yeah, I knew that was coming. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Jeff and I have done this before. This is not our first uh, rodeo either, and mm-hmm. uh, we call it Sports Mix Live. And uh, basically, we try to focus on uh, as you do the high school scene what's happening throughout the uh, county, throughout the state, mainly uh, high school, college, and pro, uh, throw in a little humor around that. Jeff always comes up with a question that I can't answer. I don't know how he does it, but uh, he uh, it's not that hard, really, but he comes up with, with a good question. You know, it's like one day, are they going to require the vaccines for all high school athletes? Do you, think? you know, that, that's a good question, Jeff. I don't think so. But we have a lot of fun. Uh, that's what we do is uh, sports and uh, talk about the local scene and talk about NCAA basketball, you know, what's going on up in Indianapolis, uh, that sort of um, approach. Uh, a lot about the Titans, the NFL. Um, and um, we're going to get into trivia one of these days, uh, get some calls going on the, on the local phone. Of course, we talk about uh, – college football playoffs on this. This morning, for instance, our topics were the football regular seasons are over, both NFL and and college, and here are the games that are left. Uh, And we go through some uh, predictions and try to give folks uh, an idea of who to bet for when they hit those new uh, (laughs) – betting app. Well, I need, to, I need to make sure I tune in on next Thursday then because I have not it had a – I haven't had a good uh, – a great record this uh, this year, so. 
<laughs> when I hit, though, I hit big. I, I, I've just I bet a lot of three and fourteen parlays. So if I go. if I hit, I mean, I might get down to zero, but then I'll hit one good one. And I'll be back up to two hundred. <laughs> You know, it's funny how that works. <laughs> you never know, but uh, so you get, uh, you get you win just enough to be tantalized to go back again for a second. That's exactly right. Uh, Al Clark, Jeff Pennington, WZYX, the Eagle Radio. You can hear them each Thursday from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. preceding our show. If you cannot hear them on 1440 a.m., 945 FM, or 953 FM, you can find them on WZYXRadio.net. You can hear them live there. And you can also hear the uh, podcast for this show on that website as well. You can. If you are you miss so, any part of this. If you're, look, if you're looking for our podcast, and it can be hard to find if you don't know what to search for, um, you can just go to their website, wzyxradio.net, and it is on their sports tab. So we appreciate that, guys, so much. And we appreciate your time this morning talking a little yeah, Franklin County Sports. It. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it. It's great to be a part of this. Uh, you're sitting probably in the same room that I broke into radio in <laughs> over there, my, both my brother and I. So I'm familiar with West 7th Street and WKRM 1340 KC. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Don Spain, uh, et cetera. My father worked uh, an entire lifetime at the Daily Herald with the Kennedy family, and uh, we watched Delt grow up. <laughs> uh, in the uh, in Columbia, so it's good to be back with you guys. Thanks a lot for your time. Absolutely. Again, Al Clark and Jeff Pennington, WZYX, the Eagle Radio. When we come back, we're going to talk about some all state teams that were announced at twelve oh one a.m. In, uh, because that's when we announce them. All, exactly, because that's when the power rankings come out. That's right. <laughs> uh, we'll get volleyball and soccer. We'll also tell you a little bit more about some other high school sports news on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be right back. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. High school sports. Here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Eleven minutes to the top of the ten o'clock hour. Here we come to you live from Columbia, Tennessee. And as you heard in the break, there, Alabama is scheduled to play 
Ohio State on Monday, and you can hear that game here on 101.7 WKRM. OM. I'm sorry, WKOM. Jeez. Sorry. We were just talking about KRM, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and again, I, I we assume that that game is still on schedule for now. Schedule subjects change. I guess. We haven't received anything from um, the Crimson Tide Sports Network yet. So Yeah, I think you would. Yeah. Yeah. So we're 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 gonna go with Monday. Who's um who's playing? Monday? Is there a game? Uh that's the word. <laughs> Rumor has it. Rumor has it. That's a good song. It's a good song. Um <laughs> so last night, early this morning, whatever, um, I guess most stayed up late. The all state fairies. The all state fairies came to town. Yeah. And a a trio of standouts from Summertown's state championship team. Also some Loretto flavor. And a summit player. A part of the all state volleyball teams. As announced by the Tennessee Sports Writers Association, um, Maya Cole Hill, I'm Hill, Maya Cole Brown from Summertown, she was the MVP at this year's state tournament in Class A, um, was named All State along with teammate and 2019 state tourney MVP Katie Burdett and Katie Beth Gallagher. Um, the junior setter. Loretto had three players on that All-State team as well, Carly Weathers, Laney Weathers, and Allie Morgan. And on the Class AAA All-State team, Summit's Destiny Cherry, who has signed with Butler, was named. So um, congratulations to those seven young ladies. Um, Butler. Yeah. wonder if they play in Hinkle Fieldhouse. Uh Probably, can't imagine Butler has. I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have an aux gym, but they probably don't play matches in it. Yeah. In Class Two A, Charlie Fulton. Um, you like that name? Yeah, but I don't like the way it's spelled. (laughs) Not exactly that. Um, (laughs) and Lauren Stark, along with uh, middle hitter Jasmine Jenkins from Nolansville on the team. So I know some of you folks over in Nolansville can hear us. So we thought we'd shout out those, those young ladies. Yeah. Um, Meredith page from Murfreesboro central also named to that team. Uh, I think we reach over into Rutherford County. And Brooks Virgin. Virgin. From Murfreesboro central. There we go. I'm, I'm not sure how I missed her since there one right after the <laughs> other. Next, that's why you, because you probably weren't reading. There you go. Uh, On the AAA team, you've got um, a couple, well, three players from Brentwood: Shay Eggleston, Mary Oldham, and Haley Sanders as well. So, from Brentwood. From Brentwood. That's weird. Go figure. Huh? <laughs> who, who'd have thunk? Ashlyn King from Blackman, and Jada Clark from Siegel. Also on the triple and June Padilla from Siegel, also on that triple A team. In single A, 
I think we probably covered everybody that needs covering with the Summertown Loretto grouping there. That's um, that's correct. Yeah, going down into the Division Two team. Doesn't look like there's anyone of any local interest the there. The absolute closest I can find is Lucy Green from Father Ryan. That's there you go, <laughs> and that's the that's very edge of our coverage area. But WKOM. All, all four of these teams: the Class AAA, the Class AA, the Class Single A, and the Division Two team are on our website sm-tnsports.com if you want to go and see everybody that's on all four of those teams because we're not going to go through them all. No, we're not. <laughs> Let's uh, go through any local coverage area soccer all-staters. Mm-hmm. As we do have, we definitely have some in Class 3A because... Oh, yeah. Because we'll go. Yeah, um... Nora Henderson from Ravenwood and Marcella Ferrero Preto from Ravenwood are on the Class 3A All-State team. Um, Emma Shields from Franklin is on that team. Uh, in Class AA, you've got Avery Pogue from Murfreesboro Central. Uh, you've also got Ashley Clark from Murfreesboro Central. I believe that's it for Class 2A. I believe you're correct. And in Class A, I don't think there's anybody remotely close around here. Although there is someone from Chucky Doke, and just I just had wanted, to get that I just in wanted there, to say it. I just wanted to say it. I found I didn't. I found out about this school this morning. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know what Chucky Doke was, but Marcy Merrill from Chucky Doke, a midfielder, junior. Made the All-State team in Class A. And the way only go. way they're going to hear us is if they are listening to the podcast, podcast because we do not reach. I don't even care. I just got to say it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a couple of Battleground Academy young ladies made the Division 2A All-State team. Congratulations to Keaton Mitchell and Kennedy Price from BGA. Um, also, well, Let's go ahead and give a shout-out to Mary Carter Logan, goalkeeper from CPA, because I can hear our station at my house, so I know they can hear it. Well, and you can probably hear it as you drive past CPA, CPA every morning on your every way down day. here. So there you go. Um, in Division Two AA, Allison Kirchhoff from Father Ryan, Lucy James Knox from Brentwood Academy, Kelly Turf. Turf, Turf, T U E R F F from Father Ryan and Brady West from Ryan, named to that Tennessee sports writers all state team in D two double A. So again, congratulations to all those young ladies. Those are not quite available on the website yet, but they will be today. They will be. So we will we will post that uh, here shortly for you guys. Uh, There. Some news came out immediately, as it always does. Well, at least it came out immediately before we aired instead of immediately after we went off the air. Well, so yesterday we get done talking with Joshua Bug and all excited about his continued district play. And now that continued district play is going to have to wait. So the Columbia Central girls basketball team is currently being quarantined. Um, 
Not exactly sure how long they are being quarantined. Perhaps they will come out of that on the 13th, maybe on the 16th. They were scheduled to play Lincoln County tomorrow night. That central Lincoln County matchup will now be a boys-only game. The girls' game has been rescheduled to January 18th at 5 o'clock. And according to a text from Coach Bug, they will likely make up the upcoming Tullahoma game on January 25th. As of right now, those are the only games affected by their hiatus. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they'll be able to get those games in. and Oh, they'll make every effort since both of those are district contests. Yeah, you know, but the weird thing is in basketball, you don't have to play your district games. Like, you just have to figure out how to seed them. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, we like, you don't. You don't have to play a single district game. You just have to figure out how to seed them. Oh, as we as we learned a few years ago, when the rest of District Ten A opted not to play Columbia Academy. Very weird. But whatever. Yeah. All right. So that's going to do it for our first hour. Thanks to Al Clark and Jeff Pennington over at WZYX for joining us in the first hour. If you missed any part of the show, you can find it on the podcast. Just search SM-TN Sports today wherever you get your podcasts or just find our website, SM-TNSports.com. In the second hour, we've got James out of Cleveland from Sports Mom University. She will tell us a little bit about what she does, which is really cool. We'll talk NFL playoff weekend and some unfortunate news out of chattanooga football this morning we'll get to all of that and more on the other side of the 10 o'clock hour this is southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid-tennessee bone and joint stay tuned The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the Law Office of David A. Bates, and Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Yes, it is. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Thanks for sticking around for hour number two as we get ready to bring you some I guess news, sports, information. We'll, we'll give you some opinions, I'm sure. But, uh, 
you know, opinions, mm. you know what they say. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But, uh, yeah, it's a, you know, Thursdays can be a lot of fun, especially, you know, when when you've got college football, you've got pro football, you, there's a lot we can talk about. Uh, obviously, not having high school games on Wednesday night, and it, it it certainly makes Thursdays sometimes, you know, a, a little less exciting. But when you get news like we saw last night and today, um, this is the kind of stuff that you don't want to talk about on the radio, especially when you're a show like us, because we, I mean, we're not going to get into politics. We're just not. Um Mainly because it would be boring. <laughs> but when the two overlap, as they did yesterday, and especially inside the state of Tennessee, we can't ignore what happened. Um, and, and I don't, obviously, this is what we're about to tell you about. I, I don't guess it's as political as you might think. It started with politics, but the underlying tone has nothing to do with politics, really. It, it it's politically related. If you've not heard of Chris Malone, it's okay because you probably won't, other than here for the next little while. At about eleven thirty-five on Tuesday night. C. Malone 51, which no longer exists on Twitter. I bet. Put out a tweet that said, now this was 1135 Eastern time, I guess, but congratulations to the state GA and Fat Albert at Stacey Abrams because you have truly shown America the true works of cheating in an election again, exclamation points. Enjoy the buffet, big girl. You earned it. Hope the money was good. Still not governor. Now, what, wow. what what brings this into our realm is that Chris Malone, at the time he tweeted that, was the offensive line coach at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. I said at the time he tweeted that because this morning – UTC athletics director and UTC football coach Rusty Wright both distributed statements. Wharton said last night, which I guess this was late last night that he wrote this, because again, this came out on Tuesday night. Last night, a totally inappropriate social media post by a member of our football staff was brought to my attention. Okay. The entire post was appalling. The sentiments in that post do not represent the values of our football program, our athletics department, or our university. With that said, effective immediately, that individual is no longer a part of the program. Rusty Wright, the football coach, says, Our football program has a clear set of standards. Those standards include respecting others. It is a message our players hear daily. It is a standard I will not waver on. What was posted on social media by a member of my staff is unacceptable and not any part of what I stand for or what Chattanooga football stands for. Life is bigger 
than football. Sorry about that. Life is bigger than football, and as leaders of young men, we have to set that example first and foremost. With that said, effective immediately, and my computer screen just went blank. <laughs> He's no longer part of the staff. There we go. That's what he said. Okay. Um, so, congratulations, former UTC offensive line coach Chris Malone. I'm going to it just, I'm just going to say this. It's very odd that an offensive line coach would be talking about someone else's weight. <laughs> that, that's, that, at a basic level, that's just weird. <laughs> like, I mean, there, there, second of all. There's just so many places that you could go with that. I um, spoke to a really good coaching friend of mine at the collegiate level, not in football. But um, the one concern that they expressed with the actions by the athletics director and the football coach at Chattanooga was, you know, call it what it is. It is racist, sexist, and bigoted. Stop hiding behind unacceptable. And that individual was completely accurate in that statement. I mean – UTC took the action that the tweet deserved. I'm not sure that they addressed it as strenuously as they could have. But I guess you got the ultimate result, which is he's no longer involved with their program. And they get to kind of pat themselves on the back for removing him from their program, but... You know, the fact remains. You know, it's unacceptable, but why is it unacceptable? What makes it unacceptable? Well, it's just unacceptable. I I see what you're saying. I, I mean, honestly, it's... I'll put it this way. Mm-hmm. Yes, we know who Stacey Abrams is. I... I don't necessarily see anything racist in the tweet. He didn't call her by a racist term or anything. Obviously, we all know who Stacey Abrams is. He called her fat and said that she cheated, which is a Democrat, you know, a Republican stance on the Democrats winning the elections in Georgia, both the presidential and the both Senate races. I don't know that it's necessarily racist. I'm not saying that he is or is not. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't see anything in that tweet that says, Boy, this guy's clearly a racist. Um, but there are a lot of reasons it's unacceptable. Maybe that's why they didn't list them because there's just too many. There's no reason to list them all. The entire thing was unacceptable, whatever it means. I guess that's, you know, obviously Coach uh, you know, Rusty had had the best of the two statements, I guess, uh, saying that, you know he teaches he teaches his football program uh, about respecting others now whomever you know mm-hmm. re- respect is deserved uh no matter what and i've always said that no matter what someone else does to you respecting them is is what 
is reflective of yourself. You know, you might treat me awful, but if I, if I respect you back, it's like killing someone with kindness. People will say about me, he was respectful. Now they may not, it's just like in football. When you, you get a personal foul and the second guy gets caught, if I'm a jerk back to you, JP, what if Mo only sees me being a jerk to you? Now I'm the jerk, not you. That's right. Jerk. Right. So I guess, uh, I, I mean, just respect other people. It doesn't matter. You know, yesterday, this is this happened before the events of yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is a reaction to the 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 Georgia Senate race, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I mean, I <laughs> I don't know how Stacey Abrams and <laughs> had anything to do with it. I mean, other than campaigning for Democrats, and she's a Democrat. I don't understand. But again, where where this enters our realm is, you know, this guy is a member of a college football coaching staff. And I think if you are the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga or anybody else that's faced with this situation, what you got to ask yourself, uh, again, Rusty Wright, we've got a clear set of standards and those standards include respecting others, but the the more impactful thing, how do you go into somebody's house and ask that young man to come be a participant in your program when you've got folks like this on your staff? I think if I'm if I'm Rusty Wright, I say, look, when I interviewed this this man, I didn't interview him as a person. I interviewed him as a football coach, and that's that's a, that's something that has to change. I have to start interviewing not only on your football knowledge, but also your character. And there's nothing – I mean, I don't know. I don't know Chris Milan. I don't know what his social media looked like. I don't know that he'd ever done anything like this in the past. I mean – there are a lot of things. I mean, especially in interview process, you can get through an interview process without being a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty easy to do. That's the whole you, point. You can hide it for just that long. Huh? That's kind of the point. Yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. So folks typically don't put their worst self out there in an interview. So I mean, but but I do think that coaches do that. You know, they they don't they don't think about the character aspect of the person they're interviewing. They just worry about can you get me results on a football field. And in today's climate, you can't do that because everything is out there. Everything you say can be heard by your smart device or your phone or whatever. And you never know what's being recorded. Because I promise you, that little dot that's sitting on your uh, mm. your dresser is recording you, whether it's on or not. And I think that's... That's something that people just, you know, they still haven't quite grasped yet. You know, an older generation who didn't have to worry about that in the 80s, 90s, etc. Even in the 2000s, we didn't have to worry about that. We didn't have smartphones till what, 08? <laughs> so, I mean, it, I get it. I get why, you know, you can go, you can go into a, a kid's home and say, look, I didn't interview this guy correctly. We've changed our policy. We have, we will have better character 
men leading this program uh, from here on out. And you can trust me that, and, and if, and when something like this happens, we quickly addressed it and moved on. So I, I can see how, how it would be okay. I mean, they didn't, they didn't go, well, we're going to investigate this. No, they just said, you're, you're out. And that's a positive for Chattanooga, in my opinion. And that's the only positive thing you're going to hear Jacksonville State grad say about Chattanooga. <laughs> <laughs> to, to your question, Mo, I think from, you know, uh, the, coach, the head coach's position, learning from a mistake, I think, is a key. Get out and, you know, address it when it happens. And learn from it, mm-hmm. and you know, nine times out of ten, people will forgive you as long as you show contrition, acknowledge, um, take responsibility, and then learn from it. Um, and I think in you know, in everyday life, I think those types of things: you try hard, you mess up, you apologize, and you own it, and you learn. Yeah, uh, and and I think invariably someone or someone's reaction to this will be, excuse me, you got to be more careful with what you put out there. That's not the thing. Which is kind of, yeah. That's not the thing. That's kind of a problem. Yeah, that's not the thing. It's not about what you're saying. It's about who you are. It's about what you're thinking to start with. And so that would be the one thing that I would say in reaction to this as as I mentioned in my conversation with my coaching friend you know this this is a heart condition not a head condition it's not about being careful what you say it's why why are you thinking that to start with that's correct so 100% correct so I mean It's 2021. Why? Why, why, are why? We, why? Why are we? Why are we even worried about? I. I mean, like we've talked about earlier, speech things that we would have never thought to say mm. as young people. We are emboldened and happy to put out there now. It just doesn't make any sense. So, respect one another. Don't don't make fun of someone for their age, race, creed, weight, height, physical, anything. Fix it. Just be better. That's that's all we're asking. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Keep it, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Well. And, you know, it's it's as hard as jobs are to come by, mm-hmm. it's unfortunate to see somebody lose one over their own self-inflicted stupidity, but is what it is. Yep. And hopefully he'll learn. Maybe he, hopefully, what you know, what you hope comes out of this from his perspective is that he does a little um, Self- self-reflection. Yeah. And kind of ask himself, why was I, why was I thinking this? You know, what made me think this? And is that who I want to be as a person? Why am I so angry? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I was thinking that all day yesterday watching, you know, why, why the anger? I I don't, um, but you know, it's, 
there, there's just a lot of angst mm-hmm. out there. So there you go. And we certainly could go down many rabbit holes. All right, let's get back to sports as much as we possibly can. What do you say? We can do that. <laughs> um, James Etta Cleveland of Sports Mom U is going to join us in the next segment. And she, if you're a mom and you maybe have a, a really good athlete in your household and they're thinking about playing college sports, but you don't really understand what that means and what the process is to go about that. Or if you think you understand. Or even if you it, <laughs> And you're not just moms. Trust me. There are a lot of dads out there who don't know what they think they know. Um, <laughs> James Etta Cleveland can help you. Uh, she's she studied the entire NCAA, NAIA aspects, and she can help you. And we'll let her tell you more about what she does and how she can help you on the other side of a break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. Local high school sports and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao here, along with Mo Patton, J.P. Plant, in the TriStar Sports Radio headquarters. This show is brought to you each weekday. 9 to 11 a.m. and on a podcast, wherever you get your podcast. If you missed any part of the show you want to hear it, search SM-TN Sports today or visit our website, sm-tnsports.com. You can also hear JP's show each and every week. Well, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Every day but Wednesday. All but Wednesday. You you get to hear Will Rab on Wednesday, and that's okay. Um. But four days a week, JP brings you TSL, TriStar Sports Live, from 5 to 6. As you're driving home, make sure to tune in to him, and you can hear Wes Duncan babble on about whatever Wes Duncan's babbling on about. (laughs) There's always something to babble on. Some breaking news, babble. i got to come up with some sort of intro for him for that. (laughs) <laughs> there's a um, there's a song and and I, it's it's an old alternative song 
called Babylon. Okay. Babylon. Yeah, I know you, the song. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you know it. Yeah. So uh, you might, yeah, just just play the Babylon. Babylon. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> just kidding, Wes. We love you. <laughs> I'm not just kidding. <laughs> oh, man, we are so excited uh, in the this segment to bring you um, friend of the show now because she uh, she hooked us up yesterday with a a brief synopsis of what she does and really enjoy or not yesterday it was Tuesday I guess they start to run together they they I don't even know what day it is today what day is it right now it is Thursday know. but sure it is yeah, yeah. you say so <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we are joined by James Etta. Cleveland of Sports Mom U, a consulting firm for sports moms. And we're going to let her tell you a little bit about what she does. So welcome in, and thanks for joining us, uh, James Etta. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on the show. Well, we're excited to have you. Um, James Etta is um, at the risk of twisting up her identity she is the mother of a former high school and collegiate athlete ronald cleveland played at battleground academy went on and played at air force and is currently serving our country out on the west coast and so um thank you for his service but um through his athletic pursuits and everything that came along with that Ms. Cleveland has come up with a a venture that, as Chris was saying, would be quite helpful to a number of other folks, I've, I have no doubt. So um, the floor is yours, ma'am. Well, I just want to say Happy New Year to all the listeners, and thanks for having me. And Sports Mom University really – um, came out of my life. I'm going to be honest and say I didn't wake up one day and say, oh my, I want to start a business. But what happened is I walked through the recruiting process and I am a divorced mom. So um, I was doing everything on my own because um, their father moved to a different state and remarried. And it's very difficult raising an athlete because pe- especially if um, their college aspirations People always have opinions. And so I would have people that would come up to me in all of their wisdom and say, well, I think you're doing it wrong. (laughs) You should do this or you should do that. Or I wouldn't let my child go to school there or he shouldn't go to that camp. He should go to this one over here. Everyone had advice and I didn't really have a place. I was looking around like, where did the moms go? Like, where's our spot? Where do we go to get our questions answered by other moms who've been through the process? Other moms, maybe their kids don't even want to play in college. Maybe they're just trying to figure out how do I raise them? How do I weed through all the noise? And it didn't exist. Now, that was really gracious, and he granted me some amazing people in my life who I, were, who I was able to use as a sounding board. But even when Ronald got to college, I would meet with other college moms, and we would all talk about the things that we wish we knew before our, our son's started playing in college and our place still didn't exist. So um, in 2019, I took a sabbatical. I told my company I was leaving and 
I was going on an adventure here. And as a part of my adventure, I did something called High School Football Mom 101. And it was there that someone said to me, you know, when you do an event, if people pay for something that you have, that's actually business. And you should think, you should think about really doing this. And so I started to say, okay, well, this isn't just something where I put together a bunch of friends and a bunch of coaches and help people get knowledge. This is really something that people need. And so this last year, I walked through the journey of creating Sports Mom U. And what I do is I help moms raise whole people. I fill in the gap. I'm not a recruiting service, but there are things that you need to know if you're raising an athlete, period. You need to understand how do you figure out who you are as a mom so that you can help your child understand what their unique skills, gifts, and abilities are because kids tend to get their identity caught up in their sport after a while. Um, we need to know, like, how do you communicate effectively with your child? We were joking the other day, but um, maybe it's just me, but I felt like in seventh grade, when my kids went into seventh grade on the first day, I knew who they were. They were mine. But by the time they got out of seventh grade, I was like, who are these kids? And what happened to the kids I brought home from the hospital? And why don't I understand them? And why can't they understand me? So communication is key. And sometimes that's where we lose them because we don't learn how to communicate effectively. And I teach a lot of things. I teach the basics of what they should look for. Um, if you are going to consider recruiting, I have a class called Intro to College Sports. Like the foundational things that you need to know to raise an athlete, if you're a mom, that I'm the place that you would come. It's our place. And so that's what I'm doing with Sports Mom University. So, you know, as someone who has worked for a recruiting service and didn't have that that aspect of it, which we certainly should have, but also went through the recruiting process, you know, there are, there are little things that you just kind of find out as you go along. Um, how do, how does it work for, for parents who need to understand how, how does your program teach them about those little things? Is it seminars? Is it, you know, do you, do you have like virtual meetings? How does that work? Um, there are a couple of things that I do. Um, well, one, I teach one-on-one. -on -one. They can do that in person or virtually. I have workshops and seminars. Um, we're virtual now. Um, we're going to see what the, what the world looks like, but we started off everything was in person. Um, so you can book time with me. You can attend a class, attend a, a workshop come to a seminar for moms. I have a private Facebook group um, called the sports mom university community group where we congregate every day and we build community there. I have a blog um, called free game Friday where I share the wisdom of not just myself, but other sports moms from all over the world and all different sports. Um, and then I have a YouTube show um, called the Tim for YouTube show where me and a couple of football there's a bunch of football parents that got together and said, we should do a show. Um, and so on the show, it's really where you would go to talk about common events, um, current events. We do something, recruit, we, we give something recruiting based, a tip or a tool. Like sometimes we talk about 
what makes a good huddle highlight film. Um, we do something called the tweener question where we break down what's the skill set that we that a child would need. Like if you're going to be um, a, a football running back or a fullback, the differences. And so in that endeavor, they can find me lots of places, social media, YouTube, on the blog, or they can book time with me and attend a class. The website is, I'm sorry, you don't have a website. You have a blog, but it's Sports Mom U. Is that correct? If you just yes. Google that, you will find it. Yes, and we are on WordPress. Um, so it's sportsmomu.wordpress.com. Okay. So they can find me. And if they went to, like, my social media, um, my Twitter feed or, or my Instagram, I am at sports underscore mom underscore you, the letter U, I'll post a link to the blog there as well. Okay. You've got a virtual event coming up on Tuesday. Is that right? Yes. On Tuesday, the 12th, um, seven o'clock central, eight o'clock Eastern, uh, a seminar workshop called intro to the world of college sports. Um, this is where we talk about all the things, that I, I didn't know, but I learned along the way. Um, so this is the place where you go, where you learn the differences between D1, D2, D3, um, and NAIA. We'll talk about eligibility and, and academics. We're also going to talk about terms. Like some, believe it or not, lots of moms don't understand the difference between like SDS or SDS or high major or mid major or low major. So, so we're going to talk about all the foundational building blocks that you should know if you're even considering going into the recruiting process. Because these are the things you need to know in order to make an informed decision. And this, obviously your, your background is more specifically in football given Ronald's recruitment and everything else, but this isn't just football related. Is that fair to say? That is very fair to say. This is even Sports Mom University is for all sports moms. The cool thing about um, playing a sport in college is you get access to people who are in other sports. And so I leverage all of my connections. Um, I have friends who are baseball coaches um, at, the, at the collegiate and high school level. Some of them work for um, major league teams. All of my friends that I've acquired along the way of this football mom journey, um, I use all of them and they're very, very gracious in that they allow me to um, bring them in. So they're going to get a very well-rounded um, baseline anytime they come to me and I'm very open and saying, you know what, if I don't know the answer, I'll connect you someone, connect you with someone in your sport who does. I think you know, I think it's it's so important for what you do and for parents to understand that, you know, like you said, as we when we first started the interview, you know, this isn't necessarily even for parents of kids who want to play college ball. This is about just learning how to raise your children in a a different manner or a manner that where there is a, a common language that you're all speaking as you told us and i think that's really cool i think what you're doing is vitally important to not only the athletic the athlete 
but also their parents. So we really appreciate what you're doing. Thanks for saying that. And I just want to highlight to parents, one of the things that, and, and I, I recognize that I feel differently about athletics, but one of the things that we're all going to have to help our child answer is when is it time to let go of the game? Mm. For, for some people, that's elementary school. It might be middle school. It might be high school. might be college. It may even be their particular professional sport of choice. But the one thing that every athlete has in common is they all have to say no. It's time to stop playing. Mm -hmm. And we as parents have to ensure that they're whole people when that happens, that they don't feel like they've left something of themselves or lost something about themselves because they're not on the court or the field. And that is the piece that I want to help every mom understand. The decision comes for every athlete. It really does. Even in elementary school. Sometimes they walk away because they don't like it. Sometimes they walk away because they're injured. Sometimes they walk away because they don't get chosen. Sometimes, Sometimes they walk away because they're not good hand raised. That too. So, you know. <laughs> and, and you just, you just, and you have to be able to tell your kid, like you have to ensure that they understand that the sport isn't who they are. It's what they do and that you're going to love them regardless. Unfortunately in our, in our society, there are two ways that children get immediate praise. That's grades and athletics. <laughs> and it is very easy for a child to say, well, my parent loves me because I'm playing. So I have to keep playing in order for them to keep telling me, I am proud of you. And I want to help moms recognize that because this doesn't just happen to athletes who play in college. This happens to all of them if we're not careful. And so that's part of, the mission at Sports Mom University to help moms understand that if you're a mom and you have a kid that plays a sport, regardless of talent or skill level, you're a sports mom and you have to be mindful that they don't get who they are wrapped up in the sport that they play. That is a fantastic sentiment. I think a lot of people needed to hear that this morning. So thank you so much for that. And thank you for your time. I hate that we are out of time in this segment, but uh, again, Sports underscore mom underscore you on Twitter, sportsmomu.wordpress.com if you want to read James Ellis blog. And of course, you can find her on Facebook as well. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this morning. Thank you guys for having me. You have a great day. Hey, you too. We and and this won't be the last Mm-mm. visit either because um as Chris was saying, we really like what you're doing and um want to try to do whatever we can do to help. So there's that. But thank you again for joining us this morning. Have an amazing day. Thank you. You too. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk NFL playoffs and Titans, potential opponents, et cetera, et cetera. All all on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stay with us.
on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, weekdays from 9 to 11, right here on WKOM 1017. You never know who's going to stop by. One of the leading voices, certainly in the Southeast, on college football, John Bryce with FootballScoop.com. We have with us this morning, Mike Keith, voice of the Titans. TWSAA Executive Director Bernard Childress. New York Times bestselling author, author of Three Ring Circus, which dropped yesterday. Mr. Jeff Perlman. The voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters, joining us. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome Teresa Walker. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do. Don't forget about Top 5 Tuesday and Wild and Wacky Wednesday. Be sure and check us out from 9 to 11 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. 1017 WKOM. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. care about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris and welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint 13 minutes to the top of the 11 o'clock hour here and we're gonna talk a little nfl as we see the afc playoff picture it has come to fruition that the Tennessee Titans, the AF 2020 AFC South champion Tennessee Titans, will host a playoff game. As they shall be referred to. Yes, they will always. Henceforth, right. now and forever. <laughs> uh, and they will host the Baltimore Ravens, as Mo told us earlier this week. As part of Super Wild Card Weekend. That's true. The home team has never won a postseason game in this series. So there's that. Yeah, there's that. Thank you. Yeah. By the way, before we go further, how impressive was James Etta? She's fantastic. Sorry, I didn't mean, but I, Seriously, I, that's no. the first I've heard about any of this. It's and, fantastic. And she, she, was, she was great. If you missed part of it, you need to go check out the podcast. Yes. Maybe a special. And her YouTube Yep. As well. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. She will definitely be on the special guest podcast. Special guest we're going to knock that out, too. Um, the, the Titans have beaten the Ravens the last two times they've played. Kind of had Lamar Jackson's number, mm-hmm. especially last year in the playoff game. Goodness gracious. They made him look pedestrian. 
And he's not pedestrian. <laughs> so, I mean, how? And he was the he was the MVP last year, or just the he AFC MVP? Was, was, the, he, was I don't he? think he was. I don't think he was a NFL MVP last year. I think he might have been AFC, AFC Offensive Player of the Year. I think so. Lamar two yeah. years did not. Was last year was Mahomes. The year before was Lamar. Is That's this right. his fourth year? Yeah, he was at Louisville. I take that a back. Long time ago. Last year it was Lamar. Was Lamar it? was the MVP. Mahomes was the year before. Is, this is his third year, yeah. right? Yeah, last year Lamar yeah. Jackson was the MVP. Okay. Mahomes was the year before. Okay. Mahomes obviously won the Super Bowl. Yeah, he didn't win the MVP in the Super Bowl in the same year. That's yeah. right. Lamar was MVP, and the Titans made him look Because they were the number one seed. Awful. They, they had yeah. the best record in, in, in football last year. It, they, they made him look awful. Now, will they do it again? Maybe. I don't know. It just seems like Mike Vrabel has, has his number, but. He has it. Well, Dean Pease had his number, maybe. Well, I mean, he didn't play well, very well against this earlier year. Earlier this year, yeah, you're right. You're <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe it's a Titans thing. I just. It's weird. As much as I hate to bash a former Blue Raider, I just don't have a whole lot of confidence in Byard in that secondary right now. Well, I mean, the secondary is not the problem. It's the front. The secondary would be better if the front was any good. Well, okay. You can only cover for so long. Huh? I mean, yeah. it is okay. what it is. I mean, if you can that, sit back there for three, four seconds and, well, and read I mean, everything. Uh, yeah, I guess it just feels like there's a lot of guys running free through the secondary. I mean, I go back to that pass late in the Texans game Sunday where the guy got behind a Dory Jackson along the sideline for for a big gain to help set up that, that field goal. Well, I certainly think that, that there have been some some issues in the defensive backfield, and a lot of it is because guys like a Dory Jackson and a Christian Fulton haven't played a lot. You know, they're still kind of new to the the game speed of 2021, mm-hmm. and I get that, you know, you especially with – whatever summer workouts they didn't have and training camps they didn't have and preseason you didn't have. And obviously those two guys were hurt. So, I mean, just a lot of things that, that can go wrong for the Titans in this one. And to be honest with you, I, I do not expect the Tennessee Titans to win the game. I, I'm hoping they do, and I am speaking that they will. But And the thing is, as much as I want to say, well, they're playing at home, I'm just not sure what home field means in this situation or in in any situation in the middle of a pandemic. Right. I don't think on the field during the game, home field doesn't mean anything. The only it, it would be all before sleeping travel. in your own bed or whether you travel and and you know how you prepare from that perspective. And I don't know if they do what some college teams do on home games. You know they'll. They'll go to a hotel the night before and treat it like a road game right. where they get everybody together. I doubt the NFL does that, but I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I don't see how you know the stadium experience can really affect once they start playing um, with, with the way things are this year. All right. The Ravens are on a five-game win streak. In that win streak, they've beaten the Cowboys, the Jaguars, the Bengals, the Giants, and the Browns. 
the Browns win being the most impressive is a 47-42 on the road. Well, and that's the only good team <laughs> of the that they've beaten. I mean, correct. what? how many NFL uh, NFC East teams were in there? Uh, three. No, two. Sorry. Just two? Yeah. Giants and Cowboys. Okay. But and the, then Jaguars, the Jaguars, who were the number one, <laughs> number one overall pick this year, one in 15. And then the Bengals, obviously last week without Joe Burrow, is they're not very good. Uh, the Browns game you know 47 42 clearly a a good offense is able to score now the titans only scored 30 points 20 uh 24 in in regulation and then they scored the touchdown in overtime to get the win um at baltimore had to score 14 including a two-point two-point conversion in the fourth quarter um against baltimore to force overtime so I mean, it really feels like the you know the Titans really need to show themselves early. They need to jump out to you know they they again the way to beat the Titans is get ahead. I've been I've been thinking about this. I want to ask you guys' opinion on this. If the Titans win the toss, should they not take the football? Absolutely, no doubt. Every time, no doubt. I mean, I'm, don't they need to get out early? Every you know, I don't know. Well, score why, before. Why do you put that defense on yeah. the field any quicker uh-uh. than you have to? <laughs> yeah. The only reason people defer is to try to get that last touchdown before the half and, and double, double up. up. But that's not a good reason. Yeah, I mean, if you're down, well, if you're down three touchdowns by the time you get the ball to open the second half, Uh I mean, yeah, what good does it do? Yeah, so yeah, it particularly, you know, given their makeup and what they've got going on and everything, I think you definitely take the ball. Apply the pressure first. Absolutely. Lamar Jackson in that first game, seventeen of twenty nine, one hundred and eighty six passing yards. That's it. One touchdown, one pick. Uh, he ran ran 13 times for 51 yards for a 3.9 average. That's not very good. Um, and on the season, he and Ryan Tannehill have the same number of touchdowns rushing. So, at seven. Anyway, Titans are the four I think seed. it's a winnable game. I, I do, too. I do, too. But, again, it's, it's the Titans in the playoffs, so who knows. Last year was beautiful, but <laughs> – Will it happen again? I don't know. I, I just think if the Titans can score in, you know, 28 may be the number. If they uh, can get to 28. I think 30 has been the number all year, just about. Well, they've been averaging, what, 31? 31. Be, before, the, before the Packers game, they were averaging 31. I don't know what they finished up with. If they get to 30, they can win any game. They're in. But they got to get to thirty. They're it's just that's the number. Um, number seven seed Colts play the Bills, and that's the first game on Saturday, right? I think that, that is the, correct. The first game on Saturday. That's a twelve o'clock game. It'll be on CBS. Well, the Colts are the seven seed. Browns are the six seed. So either the Colts or the Browns have to win for the Titans to avoid going to the Chiefs. That being said. I would almost rather go to the Chiefs than go to Buffalo. Well, uh, your your I, thoughts. I, I guess if Indianapolis beats Buffalo, then you would then ten, either host the Browns or go or to go Pittsburgh. To Cl- right. So you almost. I wouldn't mind taking on Pittsburgh right now. So you almost gotta be a Colts fan if you're a Titans fan. Man, that's painful. 
<laughs> well, he, here's what what I'm thinking. Last year, you know, there's no. I don't think any any of us realistically thought they could go to the one seed Baltimore and win on the road. Right? They did it. Then you go to Tom Brady in New England. Tom Brady doesn't lose we at do, home in the playoffs. Yeah, but we. I don't. I don't know about you guys, but I. I had z- zero question the Titans were going to win that game. Well, I mean, I, I f- went into that game I knowing felt, we were. Gonna I felt win. good about it too, but still, it's it's the idea. It's still, of, Tom Brady. That was Tom in Brady Foxborough. in Foxborough. Yeah, I mean, I felt pretty good about the way they were playing at that point, but still, it's Tom Brady in Foxborough. So, honestly, you know. Kansas City is really the only place in that team because of how dangerous they are and how vulnerable the Titans' defense is. That's the one that scares me the most. I, I, the more I look at this, uh, the more I feel like you're right. We really need – we. Ha. Indy really needs to win this game. Yes. And then, like you said, you've got the prospect of either Cleveland coming back here and you don't think Tennessee would be fired up for that. Oh, yeah. Or going to Pittsburgh and they Still are – a winnable game. That's very, a very winnable game. That's a very winnable game. That is yeah. the last year Patriots on the road. Mm-hmm. That's a game that you go into thinking – Pittsburgh's not playing well. Yeah, we're going to win this They're not. So, yeah, I mean, that's what you're hoping for. They may right? not win son, uh, this weekend. They may not. I would love to see the the Browns and Colts both win. That would be ideal situation for the Titans. If if the Titans can win, then the Browns and Colts winning would be Yeah, and, and Cleveland ideal. comes here. Yeah. Cleveland comes here. Colts go to the Chiefs. Then hopefully the Colts can beat the Chiefs. And we can host Indianapolis here in the AFC Championship game. That'd be great. Real quick, again, Indianapolis at Buffalo, 12 noon on CBS. The Rams at Seattle at 340 on Fox. Tampa Bay at football team, 715 on NBC. Um, It's all Saturday. That's all Saturday. On Sunday, Baltimore at Tennessee at noon on ESPN slash ABC. Chicago at New Orleans, 340 on CBS. And the nightcap, Cleveland at Pittsburgh on NBC. Going to be a lot of fun. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Thanks to WZYX for hanging out with us today. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. We'll be back here on WKOM on tomorrow at 9 o'clock. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day. Stay cool, Columbia.